0: This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93.7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan Fan Club President, Jake Bacovic. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is on the block with Stricken Bot. Hold up.
1: We are back for another week of on the block here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Falkman. He is Eric Strickland, the Oscar Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. Hopefully, was able to enjoy his weekend. Uh, part of that enjoyment, I know, was not Friday night because we watched the basketball game into the post game together, and that's what's uh, kind of taking over our last show, the Ticket Water Cooler. So we got some stuff to, to talk about. But again, people are very interested in the the Hoiberg discussion and and kind of what's going around uh, or, or you know on around him and what. Southern Nebraska basketball should should ask for better want to get better uh we'll break all we'll we'll keep talking about that here in just a second but first trick how was your weekend minus Friday
0: I mean um that 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 kind of left a bad taste in my mind for <laughs> weekend. um but yeah it, it, it was I mean it was good got a chance to go out on the boat on uh on the weekend and 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 had a little bit of time there and it was it was a beautiful day so it was very relaxing to the mind after having one of those Kind of mind-boggling starts to the weekend, so yeah, yeah. it really wasn't too bad. Well, it was kind of fun on the post-game
1: show. I I went into it. I watched the game. I, I'm trying to get myself, just for my own mental uh, health, um, to not expect the Nebraska basketball team to do a lot better. So I walked into the post game kind of thinking, yeah, that game is what I expected. Um, but you were hot, and then the, all, all the listeners were hot. So by the end of the show, <laughs> I was hot. I was mad by it, about it by the end. And uh, and I'm I, I you know maybe for people that you know at least care enough to tune into sports radio to be involved uh, with our program it 's understandable that the care factor is there and up that high and that 's kind of what've what we 've what we've seen through our, our this last hour we 're talking a lot about coach koiberg kind of the future. I went through his uh, his hey, run at uh, Iowa State what he was able to accomplish there, just to remind you like this guy 's done it before this is not his first rodeo and, and he 's like had uh, so many great wins and in, in big time moments uh, at Iowa State, even a few in, with the Bulls when he was with them in the NBA. Um, but I still like I keep thinking I, I'll probably do this exercise later in the week. If you do a top ten victory for 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 Hoiberg of his career, Nebraska is not any, anywhere close. Not one game. If you do a top fifty victory for Hoiberg's career, you probably still don't touch a Nebraska game in there. Something is, and that's what's the frustrating. Obviously, we all know it. Overall, is that man? This guy just it, it seems to be a home run higher it seemed to be something where you had a guy that's already been through it he's won big 12 tournaments he's had a number three seed in the dance he's had you know he's went to the sweet 16 with another team so many nba players shuffling in and out of the program and somehow it's it, it's all turned into one in 14 for nebraska and uh and in the third year with just, just not a whole lot of hope left there. Um, Do you, there's final five games here for Nebraska. What, what about it interests you? Because a lot of Husker fans are having any, any problem, any like any sort of interest that they're not even tuning into the game for some of them.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, right. You, you, you look at even some of the coaches that kind of came in and, 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 made their mark and brought in what they brought in and there were some good seasons there were some solid seasons there were some bad seasons but you never probably in your wildest emotion you know imagination or dream would have thought that this fred hoiberg hire would have turned out the way it it is turned out unfortunately and and you look at it and you watch with a, a keen eye, just really observing it, trying to figure it out. And then you just really can't come up with any solutions. So then you have to re- then assess, is it is it real? Is there any possibility that this can be uh, rejuvenated or uh, changed or cleaned up or made better? And And I promise you, me there's no one more that wants more success for the for the uh, program than than me i mean there are some but i really want to see it I'm, I'm i'm in places where you know i wear my nebraska gear and people start kind of <laughs> giving me a look and i'm like yeah well it's it's going to change and i'm hoping that i want to be able to i remember the days when i used to wear my nebraska gear and people remembered what we did to florida and people remember you know the, some of the successes right. that we had and and so it's it's hard to draw from that now because you know I can only speak for the volleyball team or the baseball team, <laughs> right. you know? Oh yeah. I played baseball too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so those, are the, <laughs> those are the kind of conversations now that, that you have because it's been so long now. I mean, you've got to go back to the early miles days when, when they was down in San Antonio and they had that, that um, you know, NCAA game yeah. to really just remember of any successes, other than some big games that they won, you know, in 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 uh, in Pinnacle Bank or in the Devaney before they transitioned over to Pinnacle Bank. So
1: yeah, it, it's hard to even like believe it when you say it out loud. But I think their last uh, tournament appearance, other than that 2014 team, um, was 1999. So you're looking at 22, 23 seasons now with one tournament appearance. And as hard as like it is for people to understand, sometimes I say this too, and it, it, it's it's uh, maybe controversial, or, or, or but like that. Team <laughs> Team, that tournament team wasn't all that good. Like they were good. Uh, anybody that gets to the tournament, you got to fight in, in hard to get there. But they were an 11 seed, a bubble team that made it in. It wasn't like you know, it, it's not like Arizona would be happy about having that type of season, or you know, any any of those right. you know, basketball schools. So it's it's just crazy that they haven't been able to get off the mat. And and so a lot of some people, even in Nate, my, my co-host and our producer here on on the block, um, he kind of uses that that strategy. Of course, he's from. From, he, he went to college at Virginia Tech, so he doesn't have any skin in the game. But he just thinks because Nebraska hasn't been a basketball program in so long that he doesn't know exactly what they would get on the opposite end of Hoyberg. And so that might be scaring him a little bit along with that big buyout as to what would next season look like if you did get rid of Hoiberg. You're talking about another year one with a roster that's kind of you know put together. And it, it probably isn't um, going to finish in the top half of the Big Ten. But to me, it's just – well, th- but it, at least it would be a new era, a new hope – and, and a new belief that by year three of the next coach, you know you're on the right track and you're moving in the right direction, and but maybe by then in the in the NCAA tournament.
0: I mean that's what I mean that's 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 something that you would would hope to see progression. I mean, I mean even I think simple and, and other pundits out there are are discussing that you really got four 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 chances to even give you a glimmer of hope of, of anything at that end of the day. I mean, um, it's still just, to me, I still can't grasp it. I, I I watch, I mean, I look at IQ stuff. I know Fred's a smart guy, an IQ guy. I know that they prepare. I know Doc is is well prepared, especially, you know, defense is, is one of his mainstays and then they underperform in so many ways. And, and there's so many fundamental things that I just, I'm trying to put my hand on it and, and figure it out. I mean, there's really no excuse. I, I can't give you the excuse that there's nobody in the gym from COVID. I can't give you the excuse that it's, it's hard when there's so many people missing. Yes, you've got pieces missing, but this was your year to show that you were gonna have more depth than you've ever had. And there's so many inconsistencies and and there's so many lulls, and it's consistent. It isn't like it's one game or two games here, and then you have three games where it's you're playing great basketball, and then you just happen to lose. It's like it's a consistent pattern that when you have a consistent pattern of something, then if you're going to continue to beat your head on that, then you become what they call uh, uh, insane, yeah, right? Yeah. You, you become insane at some point. So <laughs> you, you, you can't continue to beat your head or beat the drum and expect to change the tune if you're seeing the consistency of the same beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to change the beat. You have to change the cadence. There's something that's got to change in this. I, 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 I'm not seeing that. I saw it one time, maybe two that I've seen just something that was uniquely different that um, I didn't see. I'm seeing the same problems. I'm not seeing progression in in specific problems that's giving me pause.
1: Yeah, and and too, when I kind of look back at it too, because the idea I think this year is going to be if they do bring Hoiberg back, I think a lot of people have it connected, and there's questions off the text line, and we've talked about it before, and and we'll talk about it again, but Bryce McGrown's projection, would there be any way to bring him back? Um, If he does come back under Hoiberg, would you sign up for another (laughs) Hoiberg? all that sort of stuff but when it, but the biggest change that I think is is almost evident at this point is that they would have to do similar to the football team, place the blame, you know, move the blame down the bench, place, you know, on the assistants and move those guys out of there. Just going through the, the, the what he's done at Iowa State, um, those were his guys. I mean, <laughs> Matt Abdelmassi was his guy at Iowa State. Doc Sadler stepped in for a year at Iowa State and, and they had their best record, um, you know, season-wise. The only other guy is T.J. Otzeberger and he's coaching at Iowa State. He's not going to take an assistant job at Nebraska at this point. So now all of a sudden when they, when they do that, and it, it probably might be worth it for his namesake, right, and and for the fact that you might be able to retain some of those players, um, and, and we'll see if they decide to do that, but that's at the very least. If you do that, now you're moving away from what part of the recipe that was successful at Iowa State. So it's it's really, <clears throat> um, you know, the wins are still there on the Hoiberg tally, but it's not the recipe that you hired that made you believe that this thing was going to work in the begin to begin with. But I suppose maybe those days are just long gone.
0: Yeah. I, I think um, there has to be an adjustment. I mean, I think you have to assess what you have on your team. I think there has to be some adjustments as to how um, you're giving credence or you're giving uh, the ability for decision decisions to be made, totally on the court i probably would have to pull the reins back I, there would be a lot of things i would have to do uh i would have to go to uh run for, run run for purpose here's the scenarios i'm running on steals i'm running on long rebounds i'm running on a uh, push probe and if this shot doesn't present itself which is a drive kick to open or drive kick to two pass and an open shot. It's a drive, penetrate, kick out. We run a play. And, you know, I I would literally set parameters. I would set boundaries as to what things can be done. And if you operate outside of that, then you know the rule at this point. Right now, it just seems like there's two too much ability for the decisions to be made on the court and you want to give that you want to give that to players but I think that also has to be earned mm-hmm. and I don't know for sure right now that those those things are earned and and that respectability is earned I, I, I think um you know there, there there's gonna be times when there is a situation or a bad shot situation but that's that's you know that's okay that's your one you know, yeah. don't don't let this be consistent this game because if it is, and you know, I got you got to come see me. That I mean, I, I, that's the only way I can see it happening. And and you're right. I think the Big Ten is a a play style that may work in the Big Twelve because they're you know they're very finesse. They may work in the Pac-12. I think yeah. that'll work in the Pac-12. But I, I think just the grind out, the physical, the the way that the style of play, I mean, they're going to, they're going to get dang near eight teams in. Come on, somebody. I mean, you, you come in knowing that you're going to be 18. You got to fight for that. You got to fight to be in that eight, you know, eight and under slot, you know, knowing that that's the type of strength of your conference and, and, and to be just totally at the bottom playing the bottom and can't beat the bottom is a problem, so something's got to be done. Yeah, and, and part of that, too, I
1: think we've seen some, like, at, at times, stylistic change. We obviously remember um, when the, the green light was no longer given to certain players, and if they took bad shots, they'd be pulled. Um, I don't know how much that's lingered. I've seen that a little bit as the season has progressed. We saw a couple games where they said, okay, you know what, we're going to play through Derek Walker this time. I just feel like at this point in the season, and I know it, it's hard to change too much, um, but it, it's still, it's, it's, it's kind of like the identity of your offense just has to can go through these certain things right like Bryce and Alonzo are great shot Creators. I mean, they're able to. Bryce has been getting to the line at a record pace for for not a record pace, but the leading pace in the Big Ten. Alonzo can break down people and get as quality of a shot um, as he gets with 20 seconds remaining on the shot clock, as he could with four. They're not always great quality shots, but he's a good bad bad shot maker. So why not instead of saying we're going to score 80 points a game, say, guys, I we're we're now. I I mean, we can't completely turn into a defensive juggernaut, but we're going to put all our effort on the defense defensive end and on offense when it gets to half court play through Derek Walker and then at the end if we're not if we don't create an open shot that's when Alonzo can do his iso ball, or that's when we go to Bryce to try to create a foul or do, you know get his you know I, I don't I, it's it, it it sounds like that could be at least an adjustment that you make um to try to and it's not it's not to what you're recruiting anymore it's not gonna be 80 points a game but when you're giving up 100 points a game 80 points a game doesn't help
0: does not help. I mean and that, and that was one of the things that I I always looked at in in my career. I said any challenge that I'm going to take, I'm taking the challenge of my guy's not going to be the guy that beats us. So therefore, if I score 16, my guy's not scoring that or above. That that's the challenge I wanted to make. If I'm wherever I'm at, we're we're either going to equal and, and and wash each other out if 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 I've got the toughest assignment my goal and my job is not to allow him anywhere near his averages. You know what I mean? That's when I you know, had to guard Donnie Boyce or whether it was Paul Pierce or whether it was, um, um, uh, shoot, I just go down the line, You know, yeah. Brooks Thompson, whoever it was, uh, Melvin Booker, where, whoever it was, I was, my job was they're not to get their averages tonight. If they get their averages, I've done my job, and then it's up to my 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 teammates to do do the same. So they, I, I just don't see them meeting those challenges. I, you know, I, I can understand Bryce going and having great games, but if you score eighteen or you score twenty, but your guy gets thirty, you lose. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So. So it's not really about what you've done or what you can do, it's really about how you take the challenge and you mitigate the challenges, each and every one of you individually and then collectively. Because I don't know if they, I mean, they probably do. I I would be setting goals on shooting percentages, um, holding them to, I would be shooting three-point, two-point rebound margins. Okay, we're not the best rebounding team. I can understand we're not going to lose, but we're not going to lose by 10-plus. You know what I mean? It's got to be five or six. Then that's a win. You've got to show – you've got to be able to look at those numbers and be able to present progression on weaknesses, areas of weaknesses that are causing you to lose game. If we turn the ball over 17 times, the goal is, for the rest of the season, thirteen. You know, that's only four. I mean, it's, it's still yeah. just some progressions that it's an extra four possessions that you weren't getting. So I would be looking at all of those specific metrics and trying to figure out which ones are the most harming to me as a team, you know, for you, when somebody has almost 50 in the paint points or 30 fast break points, that means you're not getting back on defense. You know what I mean? So those turnovers are turning into points. So, I would be trying to figure out these matrices to, you know, to help me to be able to win games and break those down, and both individually and collectively.
1: Yeah, and and hopefully they, they are doing that. Hopefully, but I mean it's not showing off quite. I, and I can't yeah. say. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I can't say. Just I don't isn't see showing it yet. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> if they are, it's not <laughs> it's not clicking. It's not getting yeah. uh, the results that you want out of it. But uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, uh, Hoiberg did have uh, in uh, an appearance today, a press conference. He's battling a viral inflection uh, ahead of the uh, Nebraska Northwestern game tomorrow, so his voice is gone. Uh, he does not test. He tested negative for COVID and in, in the flu, so he's good there. Um, so he's going to. Going to go ahead and coach, but without his voice, he's going to use hand signals to communicate with the players. So if that works, then maybe that's what he does from here. It's kind of like the Rip Hamilton mask
0: deal. If that works, <laughs> stick it, would be with a, it. It. it would be a delegation. I definitely would have to delegate one of the players with the with the loudest voices to be able to. Um, get that information to the team as needed because you still got to, you still have to be able to voice, even though you may have a, a, a loss of voice at the end of the a game or whatever the case, get that T, do whatever you're gonna. I understand that this is a different situation, but I would definitely be delegating um, that to somebody to be able to take the information I have. And, and uh, obviously they can't stand, they can't walk the sideline, because then, you know, you would obviously have to sit and you can't keep, continue. You'd have, I think by rule, you have to be able to delegate who's going to stand throughout the game. Mm. You know, whichever that that coach is. So,
1: yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, he, he also talked about the handshake line, which obviously got interesting with the Michigan-Wisconsin game. We'll talk about that stuff here in a little bit. But first, uh, let's get to Steve Sippel of the Lincoln Journal Star. He'll join us here next on The Block on 93.7 The Ticket.